All right. It's time for off and on the clock. You guys punch out. We are going to punch into these underdog draft rooms. I'm here with Numi and or no, no Numi today. Jeez. I'm here with Nez and uh and John Warder. We are gonna go through uh this entire underdog site. We'll talk through six-person draft strategy on Battle Royale, the 12th person as we all continue to chase Nez down to Miami. And of course, my new favorite building uh some pick'em entries with the fellas. Let's do it off and on the clock. I think Numi's just such, he's the funnest name to say. Nez is a fun one to say too, but Numi's just so fun to say. I just was trying to will him into <laughs> existence, but he's nowhere to be found. I yeah, I mean, John, John's awful to say. John. <laughs> John's John. pretty boring name to say. John and Peter, there's nothing fun there. Yeah, <laughs> just these two generic guys. Uh, we should mention, uh, I, I have you guys already you know, kind of let people know, you know, the show's going to be over on this channel on Fridays. Have you done all that housekeeping? I think it's better to do it again. <laughs> well, this is your guys' channel, so you 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 uh, you explain to people. Yeah, so from here on out, foreseeable future, the Monday, Wednesday, and then Fridays, this off and on the clock, are going to reside on the Badge Bros channel, no longer on the uh, Underdog Daily channel going forward. So there it is. There you go. Um, same show, same great hosts just a new channel uh one that you're already uh very familiar with uh how are you guys feeling uh about this slate so far i feel like i haven't gotten to get in quite as many of the battle royale drafts uh have been piling into the dog bowls um but yeah how are you guys feeling about things so far i was just telling john that i'm kind of like back and forth where i started off like really liking the slate and then i felt like i was missing some things uh but now i think i'm back on track where i do feel like I have a good feel for things. I, I, I think that this was one of the more shifting ADP landscapes that I've seen in, in a while uh, for on underdog. I mean, we, John and I did a show fields was QB seven. And then I woke up and he was like QB four. I don't know what <laughs> happened. Uh, so like, they're just a lot changing. Uh, and the way, I mean, and once again, we're seeing ETR projections differ big time, big time. from ADP. Uh, so like, there's just so much that, and, and it felt wrong. ADP just didn't feel right from the jump, but now that we have like the projections to kind of confirm that, uh, it's once again, going to be just like a, a crazy weekend of drafts. I think it's funny. You say that too, about the projections in the rankings or ADP being so different because it's like, I know early week dog bowl, like a really funny example is Devin Singletary. You could get him like with literally the last pick in the draft last round. I, I took him multiple times and I was doing my draft this morning and he goes in the early second round, uh, because ETR has him at running back five. I actually pinged Leone about that last night. I was like, I just, because they didn't seem like they had done like a really manual finesse to their rankings yet. And I was like, I just making sure is this Devin Singletary RB five. And he's like, yeah, it's all kind of jumbled up there, but yeah, I'm pretty sure that's correct. So uh, there you go. Devin Singletary, ETRs, RB5. And so you'll see just a wild variation of where Singletary goes in the 12-person drafts this week. It, it's eerily reminiscent of the week that AJ Dillon was RB5 in their rankings. Do you guys remember that? It was like mm. week four or five, projections came out. They didn't think AJ or uh, they didn't think um, Aaron Jones was going to play. And then for whatever reason... He was just popping on their back end stuff. And then they manually adjusted closer to slate lock. I think Singletary is a much better play this week than that. It was just like, that was my first inclination was like, hmm. 
oh, this from this is eerily similar to what happened there. Like, is there a miscalc? But um, I don't know, 30, 30 carries last week. I mean, they clearly like him for that outside zone run scheme. So, what, yeah, I, I think question, my, <laughs> question for you guys just on that dynamic. And I remember this always plays out in basketball too of like, you know, when Darrell Henderson jumps up eight rounds and everyone's like, oh, you can't draft Darrell Henderson. Like, do you guys think about you know, getting off players, like, let's just say from this point forward, Devin Singletary is going in the second round of all these drafts. Do you worry about competing against specifically in the 12 person drafts? I think it's less of an issue in the six person, but do you worry about like, Hey, I'm competing against all these early sixth round teams, or is it still just six roster spots? It's not that big of a deal. I think it's definitely like a concern, I'm not like, like second round. I think is definitely like a bridge too far. Like if he's going in the second round, like it's not that like it's a no go. It's just like I just like more guys than Devin Singletary in the second round. Yeah. But if he falls in the mid third, then yeah, I'll be I'll be more willing to take him. Like it is kind of like you know you just got to swallow your pride. And like I'll admit, like I did not have Devin Singletary RB five in my personal rankings coming <laughs> yeah. into this slate. Like you know, so I'm trying to like middle ground it a little bit. Like okay, do I want to completely just like capitulate and just be uh, you know, just, just full one to one with, yeah, with the, with the, with the projections or actually, um, you know, just, just be, have my own, my own thoughts, but I think you will be able to get Singletary at discounts in certain rooms, but yeah, I, I think if you want to fade him, like, I think that that is a perfectly reasonable stance. And I will also say, and you know, this is something I've very much been focusing on, but like talking about Singletary, maybe being a rough pick in the 12 person in the dog bowl, an awesome pick in the battle Royales. Like his draft percentage is still really low. I'm sure that's going to trickle up just because of those rankings, but I would still be shocked if he comes in over 50, 60% um, rostered on the, on the week. I'm with you. Yeah. I think this like the overarching slate dynamic here is, is really interesting because it's something we haven't seen in a while is we're seeing quarterback fall like crazy we're seeing tight end be really condensed. And then we're seeing the skill position players outside of like the top eight that go, you can make a case for anybody. Like, you know, like there's, yeah, it's it's beautiful. (laughs) It's beautiful. It's a beautiful disaster, Pete. (laughs) That is the glass half full. I guess I've just been in too many of these 12 person drafts where I have like Puka and Debo queued up and then they go and I'm like, it it literally, it's the, all the players are the same after that. Yeah. I think, I think too, just the like tie a bow on the, like the Devin Singletary stuff is in the six person drafts. I mean, obviously the, the, the most RBs that can be taken in one lobby is 12. And I mean, like I could probably name you 12 running backs that have, in my opinion, like similar outcomes to Devin Singletary on the slate. So yeah, this is, that's definitely, I think the place to get your Devin Singletary, maybe even take it one step further, get your Devin Singletary in the rake free badge bros brawl three person drafts. There you go. There's the leverage, right? I mean, yeah, that's actually a really sharp point. Nez that we probably negate too much as we talk about all these plays on like a macro level and Hey, do we like this guy? Do we like this guy at ADP? It very, it, it, Each of these slates are the exact same, but every contest is distinctly different. So Devin Singletary represents, you know, leverage in the badge bros contest, but he becomes bad chalk in the 12 persons. If you're pushing him up to the second round, it's, it's very interesting. It's, it's the same thing for, you know, redacted. I mean, the Cardinals wide receivers are all pacing to be mega chalk as is Trey McBride, like four of the highest you know, most popular plays are going to be Cardinals. And then you can head over to battle Royale and you can get massive leverage on the McBride ADP by stacking Kyler up with Marquise Brown 
uh, or right. any of those guys. If you have a favorite of Michael Wilson, Rondell Moore, like those guys aren't getting drafted and they're like incredible yeah, plays on battle Royale in the worst possible play on redacted. And I know that's still hard for some people to wrap their heads around, yeah. but it is that stuff really matters. We need, I would, I, I keep saying it like every week, like I just need like something to plug in underdog ADP redacted salary and just do a comparison. <laughs> that way it's just like, that way there's no more like mind melding of this stuff. It's just like, here you go, people, here is your direct comparison to salary. And now we can just like easily make these comparisons. Yeah. Well, I mean, you, you can do like the one for one, like you can say like Rondell Moore and Michael Wilson are going to be sub 1% in battle Royale. And they're yeah. going to be like 25 to 30% odd redacted. I mean, that, that yeah. that's about as plain, you know, as, as you can spell it that's out. True. And it's like, if you told the, me on redacted, I could play Rondell Moore at that price at 1%. I'd be like, sign me up. It's an awesome play. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's interesting though. Like the one step further to that is like what they do for you as 30% own on redacted is they free up your ability to get to true. other things. Right. Whereas here it doesn't, it doesn't do that. You're just sacrificing projection in the sixth round comparative to another play in the sixth round. So like taking Michael Wilson instead of taking Marquise Brown, like it's kind of like, well, why? But like, it, it's interesting. It, it, I, I don't know what the correct answer is there, but it's like a, because what you do to free up, how do we free up on this site other than chasing the GM GMs? Yeah. It's a, that's a really good point. And I was thinking that through with, I was trying to think through like dog bowl leverage picks, um, this week. And then realizing like, you know, take someone like the giants wide receivers, right? No one's taking uh Darius Slate and Wondell Robinson. I actually think they're both in pretty decent spots. No one wants to deal with the or whatever, but you're like, what do you win? Even if you hit on Wondell Robinson, like, is he going right. to be able to outscore the rest of the sixth round picks? at enough of a clip to even justify taking on that risk where it's like, even if you're right on Wondell Robinson, he might still only score 12 underdog points. And it's like, is that helping you? And so really thinking through what are the profiles of the guys I'm scrolling down for, can they actually beat those guys out raw points wise? Yeah. I kind of think back to the crutches example from two weeks ago, whenever we had him on the show there that he aped into 70% Kendrick Bourne. Cause he thought, in the sixth round of a dog bowl, that guy could break the slate. And then he thought it was a great spot, gets the touchdown from him. Then he winds up getting injured or whatever. But now when you think about that play through the lens of, could he really separate to the degree which was necessary versus the Tyler Lockett's of the world or the Jahan Dotson's of the world that are available back there? I don't know. Yeah. I think, you know, one, yeah, that it, it, it does to me, depend on like the profile like and that's why if i was doing the giants play i do think i would want to do it with darius slate and it's like no jalen hyatt we've seen the deep shots we saw them chucking it a ton in their negative game script last week if he connects you know you probably need like a hundred yard game and a touchdown from wandell robinson which with his profile is much harder whereas slayton could get 80 percent of the way there on like one play um mm -hmm. with how he's used so that's the kind of stuff I was starting to think about like, I still want to seek out that leverage because a lot of those six round picks are still really fragile. And if you yeah. scroll just a bit more down, the projections aren't that different with some of those other guys. The sixth round is definitely where like these things are, are one and in, in all, in all these contests across like all of underdog. I think like, you know, we have a lot of condensed chalk. We have really good projections. We know who the best plays are one through 40. And then when you get to the sixth round of any contest, I think that is where, like you really need to think about like the anatomy of a six round pick. And we've seen a lot in dog bowls where players will put up like single digit points and still be found. And 
like winning dog bowl qualifying lineups. And I think that that just leads me to Wandale. Like I, I, I really do like Wandale this week. I personally, like, I hear you about like Slayton and like, I do think Slayton's ceiling is probably higher, but man, I, I I'm going to be really into Wandale this week. Like the, the, the commanders are, it's just like, so I just try to simplify my process. And one of my processes is, Hey, who's playing the commanders this week. Okay. I'll, I'll, <laughs> yeah. I'll take, I'll take those players. It's interesting. Also, Cause I feel, oh, go I ahead. feel the other end of the spectrum where it's like chasing Wandale's profile makes a lot of sense in a full PPR site. And here it's just like, What's his touchdown upside or like total yardage? Like, can he take a slant to the house? Yeah, probably. But like his A dot's so low, his his ability to score in the red zone because of his size is so much lower than anyone else on that offense. I don't know. It's weird when I'm just, you factor in the scoring. Yeah, I'm just the guy that's just like, you know, my my six round picks are almost always condom plays. And, and it's just like, <laughs> hey, who's the guy that can get volume and like give me 10 points? Like, cool. Like I'll take I'll take that. Like I just don't want to lose on this entry, partly because of the promo, partly because that's I've fair. seen I've seen, you know, these these low, these high floor, low ceiling guys be useful in on in dog bowls mm-hmm. i i will say like i do i often have like a plan that i want to execute in the dog bowl of like a correlated stack or whatever yeah. and if it gets blown up like i'm just taking the highest projected dude i'm gonna just try sure. to get my money back and move on to the next entry yeah. um, i'm not trying to like galaxy brain like the four string wide receiver to make the stack work it's just like i, I got sniped at a brutal one where i was trying to get sam howell coming back to a to a Terry McLaurin team I had and a guy uh with Brian Robinson which that pick is aged well and then Sam Howell on a team where he had both of the Rams wide receivers and I was just like I had set it up where I'm like he's Mother the only that. other guy that needs a quarterback <laughs> he's gonna take Stafford to double stack it and I was like god fucking damn it and, you know <laughs> that I just take you know, whoever was the highest projected quarterback unstacked um I did just put in the hopper John I wanted to shout out uh Bobby Stats mm. he put together mm. uh dog bowl qualifier ownership tool. So similar to what Chad has done um, here. And uh, I'll drop the link in the chat as well. I'm pretty sure he has it pinned in the badge bros channel. Um, yeah. Actually, why am I not allowed to chat in here? Uh, John, can you drop uh, this link? I'll put it in our discord, but very fun here too. You know, similar to what you're able to do. It's harder to get the ADPs um, for this. He's been getting the dog bowl draft boards. There's a channel a thread in the discord there people have been posting it so he has 36 drafts which is a pretty good sample size here and you can go through and look at the ownership percentages here you can see trevor lawrence only drafted 70 percent of the time relative to some of these other guys um you can then maybe find some low-owned gems jerome ford only going 50 so very valuable tool for dog bowl so shout out to bobby stats that's very yeah, cool and very well pre- presented like to make it a little like app looking like this yeah legit um, well, actually, before I'll drop this in the chat in one second, I had something else in Discord already pulled out. I got to give a community shout out to the Hoop Streets because we haven't had mm. a show since Wednesday. Nez with two top tens on on Wednesday. There, golf claps for you, my friend. Um, and then last night, Andy takes down uh, first. Um, Explicit takes second, and Brad W takes third. So big shouts there to. Man, Brigade just doing work in all sports right now. You guys are crushing it over there. What what did Andy did Andy win or what did he have? Yeah, he won. He won he took last first. Night. Yeah, gross, super gross slate. But uh yeah. that, that's that, that's what we do. That's what we do. Look at look look at what this boomer just did. 
I just linked to our Discord conversation instead of just linking to Bobby's stats, whatever. Did I did I ever tell you guys the crack rock story uh from that, like that same thing? So what happened? We we have like, you know, for all of our high stakes teams, we have different Discord chats, you know, to talk about the specific waivers with the co-manager. And so we have one with Crack Rock. And he thought he was inviting people to the ship chasing discord to come talk. He invited people to the specific DM group just for us in there. So there's like nine people that are clicked <laughs> this link on Twitter. And I'm like, at first, because crack rock infamously has all of his waiver interns. And I'm like, is this his army of waiver interns just piling into this group chat? And then I realized this fucking boomer, posted it on twitter just a link to a private dm group so you gotta be careful i think that's what i just did too (laughs) i could totally see crack rock having like you know like somebody coming in for you know you're about to do a big acquisition like for in a company he just brings in all his guys (laughs) one of the guys he came to do was like it was like John Ewing from the Action Network. I was like, are you one of Crack Rock's interns? He's like, I oh, know. I just saw a link from Crack Rock and I clicked it. I was like, if there was one guy I would be careful about just randomly always clicking his links, it probably would be Crack Rock. God almighty. <laughs> so true. So how do I delete this? <laughs> I, 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 don't think, like, I don't think it works like that, man. It says uh, uh, verification needed. I think you're safe. Trust me. I, uh, I, 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 immediately, right. I immediately checked it out. <laughs> That's so funny. Uh, yeah, I was trying to just delete the message, and for whatever reason, I can't here. Like it just says ban user or not. Anyway, yeah, ban. Yeah, what happens when you ban yourself on your own stream? <laughs> just implodes on itself. Yeah. Right now, our group chat is just me asking Numi when I'm going to get spice on my yeah. systems over and over. <laughs> oh um, man. Should we? Uh, yeah, should like, we talk about some games we like. Yeah. Pull it up. Should I pull out? Okay. Let's do this. Um, I'll admit, Pete, we were, or maybe me specifically, on Wednesday, and based on my drafts, I've been quite into Cardinals-Texans, and then hearing Mark poo-poo it on the block party there has has given me a a little pause, and I'm, I'm a little scared now. Uh, let's start with that one. How do you guys feel? Well, first of all, I'll just say, I think he was poo-pooing all of the Cardinals shock. Um, he was very into the Texans side of it. And I, my Mm -hmm. guess is if you removed a lot of that shock, I think he was pretty into it, but I think more so just playing it through the Texan side and being surprised that like, if you just completely in a vacuum, remove like ownership and praise it, like you'd want to play this through the Texans, right? Like give me CJ Stroud. I mean, I know we're excited about Trey McBride, but I think like, Median expectation, Dalton Schultz isn't that far off. The wide receivers, I think, are arguably more exciting. It's a better matchup for the Texans pass catchers than it is for the Cardinals. I mean, the Cardinals have been good, or sorry, the Texans have been good against out wide, outside wide receivers. It's mm. why Trey McBride's projection is so good because they've been so vulnerable to tight ends. But like, I they're going to be easy fades for me on Redacted, and I am like a little hesitant to pile in on Cardinals here when I'd prefer to just play it through the Texans. That makes 
Yeah, I, I mean, Murray, too, is getting a lot of love in these drafts. I was thinking that I could do, like, a cheeky little McBride to to Murray st- stack and take Kyler, like, in the fourth round of a 12th round of a 12-person draft, and that's just, like, not the case right now. And McBride, as well, I think is, like, tight end two or three yeah. on, on the slate on underdog. So, I mean, it is kind of shaping up to be a similar thesis, as to as Mark was saying, with Redacted on on our site just because it does seem to be like a lot of ownership coming in that being said man i am like very much into kyler and mcbride like i I mean i saw enough i saw enough kyler looks like he has it and uh and with this total being a 48 five and a half spread i'm 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 into it man i i can't help myself i'm i'm fully back in yeah highest total on the slate like their prices are more suppressed than the Lions that are propped up, than the Chargers that are propped up, um, than the Dolphins that are propped up. I just keep finding myself like finding unique ways to game stack that in the third through sixth round. Well, and that that is the name of the game, right? Because there's so many players in this game that you can mix and match that in the six person mm. drafts are just going to have so little field exposure, right? Like all those wide receivers, the Rondell Moore, Michael Wilson, even Marquise Brown's barely getting drafted. I mean, outside of McBride, you can basically attack this however you want from a pretty right. unique angle. Yeah. I think and then you throw thing- in the fact that the Singletary plays projecting so well and going largely undrafted in the sixes that yep. there's even like positive leverage in attacking it through what should be a chalky play. I don't know. It's weird. Yeah. yeah. Do you guys use in say a battle Royale, would you do a Stroud Singletary pass catcher or would you only do Stroud with pass catchers? I've done it with all three this week. I think all three are viable. I do. Yeah. I think with that team total and with the exposure being so low, um, I am completely okay with it. I'd be more hesitant doing it with a trio that we're all getting drafted in a hundred percent. Um, like for example, I guess like the Lions, because I'm really in on Laporta, ARSB, golf. Those are some of my most drafted guys this week. Um, and I've been taking like one-off Gibbs stuff, but I've been playing it more as like the Alpha Gibbs game, the Alpha Montgomery game, as opposed to doing like golf Gibbs. ARSB like I think when you factor in that exposure stuff it makes the Singletary version so much more viable what do you think about this game in general I mean 48 total do you agree with this spread like I think we should just like start there seven and a half like the Bears low-key have been playing better they get Justin Fields back I know the Lions have just been like crushing teams and running so hot offensively like where where do you see this game going because I think it kind of that 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 will I think dictate like what players you take on the lions how you think this game plays out. I think the beauty of this game is you can paint the script any which way you want, right? Like you can paint that shootout narrative or you can paint that, Hey, who is the number one team to establish it in the red zone? The lions, who is the number one team to want to run through their quarterback and through Foreman? the bears like that game could bleed a whole lot of clock early and then if you give the bears run defense and the lions run defense the credit in which you want this could be a considerably uglier ball game than what we saw last week from the lions versus the chargers where they put up 41 or whatever it is there um long-winded way to say i don't think that's the most likely outcome but i i do think you can paint this through all pieces of it and that's what makes the roster construction of it fun 
you also like on the bear side, right? Like the games, the spread indicates they're going to be in a negative game script. The lines are pretty hard to run on. And now you have a mess of a backfield with Khalil Herbert back as well. So it's like mm -hmm. really hard to justify a bears running back click, but DJ Moore, Cole Komet, and even Darnell Mooney, uh, I think are in play on the bear side. I don't know if there's a third guy outside of, of those guys that I would consider though on the bears. Mm -hmm. that's, why, that's why I feel like that's like concentrated. And then it's like game script. How do you feel? And then that's where you make your lions decisions because that, that, that to me is like the, the big deciding factor and how you think this game will play out. Yeah, that's fair. That's you know what it, this might be kind of a lazy comp because it was yesterday, but like, doesn't it kind of feel like last night's game, where you could hmm. just be like, you both quarterbacks are in play, two running backs on one side, we don't know which it's going to be. One's the home run hitter, one's the other one. You know, we don't know which pass catcher it's going to be from the Bears side, so most people are just going to run, you know, naked Lamar, aka naked Fields, on this side. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you could paint. I just like legit. Dude, I legitimately got a pit in my stomach uh, with you comparing anything to last night's game. Like, that was just so <laughs> dead. I was like, please, please do not compare anything totally to what happened last night. Yeah. We lose Mark Andrews and Joe Burrow for the season. You're yeah. directionally accurate. The over still hit. <laughs> <laughs> Pat yourself on the back. No, man. but, I, but I, I know what you mean. Yeah, and I mean, in the Dome, you know, you get the fields, which – unlocks more as like two of the biggest speed up the game type players. Right. I mean, that's what like fields is capable of taking it to the house from 50 yards. DJ Moore can take yeah. any pass to the house in the dome. That's exactly what you want. I do think there is the risk. Like if I was building out 20 stacks of this game, I would probably want to have like 12 or 13 of them being lions with no bringbacks. And I think mm -hmm. I would be overweight on just Lions side and mm -hmm. then have like six or seven, playing it through like the fields DJ Moore stuff. I've done uh, yeah. quite a few running back plus tight end from just Lions side and then either naked fields or nobody on the other side. Yeah, I think naked fields is definitely in play. It's hard to pass up DJ Moore with him. Um yeah. but I I mean I completely get it. The the one thing that'll go crazy under own too is naked DJ Moore because basically DJ Moore's ADP has raised in in combo with uh, Fields. It's just mm. like at those two are kind of like moving up the board in unison. So I don't know, maybe it's a little gal brain, but if you want to like a little leverage mini correlation from this game and then maybe a Josh Allen skinny from somewhere else or even the Kyler skinny or the Shrout skinny from somewhere else, I could see that having some merit too. Um, you guys want to hear my grossest stat of the week? Oh, I'd love it. Yeah. Okay. Which game has the fastest pace in terms of neutral seconds to ball being snapped this week. Well, I did read uh Thorman's pace game. I'm going to, I know green Bay Packers was in it. Uh, is this the one you're going to? It's not that one. Okay. It was in, it was in Thorman's one. This one, this actual like stat is from draft sharks from okay. Sam. Um, um reveal it, is, it it is jets bills huh jets have been playing fast apparently huh. and that seems good for the bills side even though this everything about this game screams that it should be the ugly mess that we saw in week one all over again with good jets defense blah 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 
Um, I don't know. It was just one that jumped to me. It's also the Jets of any team on the slate have allowed slash contributed the lowest amount of points total per game this season. So they're not allowing points or scoring points. So it's pretty disgusting to want to go to a game involving the Jets. But I kind of like the Bills side a little bit more right now than I think the field does because I think we're getting pretty heavy tunnel vision on them not scoring touchdowns and them being bad as a football team where their offense has actually been good this year. Yeah, and we kind of talked about too, John, on Wednesday, like our first look at this stuff. We didn't have projections yet, and we were like, Josh Allen right now is like QB5, I think, at the time, or QB4, buried. We're like, he's going to project top – I think we said top two or top three, and he's, and he's projecting by ETR as the best quarterback on the slate. So there's definitely people like not excited about this game on underdog, not wanting to pay the price you need to pay to get, I mean, or or not wanting to pay. I mean, they're free essentially. Right. I mean, to get the top projected quarterback on the slate, you, you, you are giving up like no draft capital, like Diggs and Allen are just like literally every time. Yeah. And nobody takes James cook. Nobody takes Gabe Davis. Uh, like the the Dalton Kincaid and Allen stack is like a fallback in the third and fourth round over and over again. Man, if you think like they just punch in a couple of those touchdowns, you don't fire the offensive coordinator and they win last week, Josh Allen is probably going like maybe there's a little bit of Jets FUD in terms of like just the defense in the spot, but Josh Allen is going no further than 10 or 12 on this slate. I don't know. They're running him yeah. there too, you know? So Right, yeah. The the other really interesting thing about that, and I'm always trying to like get off of my, you know, bring back bullshit, but like Brees Hall and Garrett Wilson both look like two of the better scroll down plays. I I, you know, from what I'm seeing, they're getting drafted in less than 15% of battle royales. I would not really use both of those guys together ever, but those guys as like one-offs as part of um Josh Allen, Bill stuff, I think makes a ton of sense, right? Like if the bills are going to get pushed here, like one of Brees Hall or Garrett Wilson has to have a pretty big game, I think. Yeah. And I tend to lean the way of Brees. We used him on the cover on Wednesday there, just the absence of Michael Carter. Now the fact that he broke off that 83 yard run or whatever it was to the house in week one against this same bills team, bills defense is just decimated, man. Like it's, it's ugly out there for them. And if you're going to want to have any chance of winning this, the Jets are going to have to establish control, clock, blah, blah, blah. It, he just feels like uptick in pass roll because Carter's gone and explosive plays. We've seen them literally versus this defense this year. Yep. Yeah, I'm I'm into it. I mean, Josh Allen falls like crazy in, mm-hmm. in drafts yep. too. Uh, ben City's seem- got the fifth there. Yeah. Whew. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's interesting. I mean, it seems like Dalton Kincaid's really the only guy that people are super interested in. I mean, does anyone have a stomach for the James Cook shit with, uh, with the new staff in place? Like, there's no way that the new OC comes in and is like, like, first on my agenda is like James Cook carries like going up. Like, really? Like, there's just like, like, what is a new OC going to do with Josh? I, I mean, like, I, know I'm not, I know I'm not alone here, right? But, like, what what was the point of firing the offensive coordinator? Like, I, I'm not 
maybe I missed some good takes, but like I don't. Well, see who was the one changing. that banished James Cook to the shadow realm for that fumble, despite him like ripping off ten yards per carry every time he touched the ball of that game? Yeah, hope yeah. that was the guy that got thrown out. Then, uh, then, then maybe we are cooking with uh, with James Cook. But that feels kind of tough for me to get to. I will say I have. Yeah been a proponent in the past on, on underdog especially in taking james cook and heavily favored matchups when when the bills are heavily favored so something to maybe consider but it's just like there's just a lot of murkiness going on that it doesn't feel like as sexy as it has been in the past for me i'll say this just to make it actionable i think he james cook is okay. too thin for battle royale i think he's an awesome dog hole pick according to uh, t- uh bobby stats this thing he's going in less than 30 percent there so you're actually getting and if you look at like how he projects relative to those running backs who are all going in the sixth round it's a pretty good uh gap that you're getting in exposure there uh for him okay good stuff and he also works out nicely as a leverage skinny stack too because he catches passes if you want to do the ja and then you can encapsulate all ground rushing outside of the odd latavius murray at the goal line stuff that's so tilting but uh yeah yeah uh pete i gotta ask you hidden gems uh jaguar stuff we're looking at what we believe is a texans pass funnel here uh have you been stacking jags a bunch in your your dog bowl stuff uh what's your thoughts there so i did write up so i wrote up evan ingram and christian kirk Uh, i didn't have the stomach to go the full stack route uh with trevor lawrence just because like this offense has been just so uninspired. It lacks creativity. They are like the poor man's version of the Niners where it's like one guy can go off, um, but the offense just isn't functional enough for everyone to get theirs or multiple pieces. Um, I, I will have some Trevor Lawrence doubles in dog bowl. I don't think I'll have um, that many in battle Royale, but I love uh, Kirk and Ingram as one-offs, you know, Kirk getting less like Christian Kirk coming off of a hundred yard game clearly establishing himself as the number one in that offense and now gets an arguably even better matchup versus this Tennessee defense. And he's still getting drafted in less than 15% of contests in like a really nice bounce back spot for the Jags here. That seems crazy to me. And like Evan Ingram's role, I know it's frustrating shallow a dot, but his target share is second on the year among all tight ends. And so if everyone just feels burned by this, like to get both of these guys sub 15% in, in battle Royale feels very nice to me. Yeah, yeah. Ingram's variant as high variance as it is. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I definitely agree on the tight end one. It's interesting because it's direct leverage off ETN, who goes every single draft too. And then all we need is some positive touchdown regression to go the pass catcher's way, opposed to the running back's way. Because like Trevor Lawrence, they've been in positions to have touchdowns scored. We've talked about drops in end zones and weak pass and stuff like that, where. They he hasn't thrown for more than two touchdowns in a game since week one. Well, like touchdowns are the most highly variant act in football, right? So now all of a sudden, you know, guys come down with one or two of those, and that's all you need, right? Yep. Yeah. And and again, that's why I'm like more just kind of want to pick my spots. I like Ingram and Kirk kind of as you know, one-offs. I do think they're kind of a fun mini correlation with DeAndre Hopkins, who also isn't getting drafted a ton. We've, we've seen him be able to um, rip off big stuff. I am a little, like, Hilo has me spooked. I know Jags are one of the biggest mismatches in Brandon Thorne's defensive line, O-line there with the Titans. So you could see this be a gross game. But it does, like, if you look at this spread, 
Jacksonville at home in Tennessee has been much better against the run in the Jags running game. You know, everything about them is dysfunctional right now, but their running game is not looking too hot. I do think the path of least resistance for them is through the air. A lot of the, the stuff to, to Kirk and Ingram being big beneficiaries there. So would not shock me to see one of those guys have a really nice week. Can I bring up a game? Absolutely. Yeah. Can we just like copy and paste results and, and attribute them to the commanders for the giants and the, what the Cowboys just did to the, to the giants? Uh, maybe, <laughs> like, maybe the like, way can, in can, which can, Sam House has been throwing. That's what I, can't yeah. you like squint and see the way that these teams, like the commanders throw the ball a ton. Like is like, how is Terry McLaurin? Just not my, just not last week's CD lamb is is what i'm getting at and 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 how is brian robinson not the tony pollard that was promised how i <laughs> okay. can't i can't see it i can't you, see how he brian is. robinson is an easy sell especially with the, yeah, this is the bummer thing is brian robinson was going to be such a fun good selection and now antonio gibson being doubtful he's going to get crazy steamed up uh, he's still an awesome pick but it's just like it's not going to be sneaky anymore the, the thing is it's okay on it's it's bad on redacted that he gets steam. It's kind of fine here because 38 to 45% of the contest is already filled where True. he's probably less than 5% owned. So even if he gets steamed from here, the highest he could probably get would be in the neighborhood point. of like 12. That is a good point. Battle Royale, I just checked 47% filled right now. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. You that's good. Unless you get a swap somewhere, you know, but I right. don't know any, any good running backs that are swap eligible right now. Like that's a good point. Like those lineups are locked. You're not, you can't, you can't change that. Yeah. There's no Q tags right now either. Really like uh, the most one converted, he's going to play. And there was one other one that I was, um, it's like um, Pat Fryer mode. No, Noah Brown. Noah Brown's the one that'll swap and Ah. it'll only be flex eligible, but Noah Brown wasn't going in hundred percent of drafts, but he was probably going in hundred percent of dog bulls, but not in, uh, BRs there. Um, run good. Rick's act asking because Pete is on the clock, man. He is on the clock all the time. That's why he's in. Well, the I went, I went to check the, uh, the fill rate, uh, on it. And <laughs> oh, I like, no. might as well just <laughs> little, little slip, little slip of the finger. <laughs> well, I um, just, Nez, Nez looked like he was winding up for like a seven minute Sam Howell, Terry McLaurin soliloquy. So I was like, I'll just, Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, I wax poetically and you can just go ahead and draft. I can keep going. I can keep going. (laughs) Um, the one thing about that game just in general is it's like, it's so hard to pinpoint where the volume's going to go outside of Brian Robinson, like no Antonio Gibson this week leading to Brian Robinson, getting more of the pass volume work. Like after we saw him have a hundred yard game last week, that feels really good. The rest of it, I'm like, on a given week, I have no idea where Sam Hall is going with the ball. I know he's going to throw it 35-plus times, and I know he's probably going to try and get to 300 yards, but I have no idea where it's going. But shouldn't that – because you can play it both ways, right? You can say you lean into that uncertainty, and you you mix and match, because when you do hit on it, it's just going to be so low-owned. Or do you say, no, this is actually like a bug – of this offense where it's so spread out that no one is going to get enough work to be in the optimal lineup as a pass catcher, basically. Right. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. I mean, through that lens, if I had to pick the guy that I thought would be optimal, I think it'd go Brian Robertson, then Terry, but yeah. then sorry. Hold on. 
Like yeah, Logan, Logan Thomas has been like solid, but I mean, you're just, you're just praying for a touchdown. Like you are with so many tight ends. Dotson has been complete dust with Curtis Samuel, uh, in the lineup most weeks. Mm-hmm. And so it does actually kind of thin out when you really think from like a raw points perspective, who are these guys? Like, I do agree with you. It feels like Hal Robinson and McLaurin. Yeah. Um, actually, I really, this is a good question from Blake that I'd like to ask you guys. Is A-Chan a trap this week? I don't think so. I don't. I, I, I really don't think so either. Yeah. Like, are people, are, are people thinking that? Or are we just like, is it just like he just there too often? Because like, it is kind of annoying to, you know, have A-Chan just stare you in the face. Like, look at me. Don't you want, don't you want 20 points? Who doesn't, who doesn't want 20 points from me? Like, it's just there every time. I can see getting fatigue from A-Chan, um, but you shouldn't feel I, – I, I mean, come on, man. Well, to me, I, I think, too, like if you – the projection systems are having a little bit of a tough time with him, right? Because they all know he's due for crazy regression. You know, Mostert's obviously going to have a role – but I mean, this is still the exact kind of play. I've haven't been having to force myself to like uh to click him a little bit more just because he's like buried maybe lower than where I think he should be. Like I should probably just manually adjust my ranks and push him up. Because again, going back to that raw points thing and how many few like true ceiling guys there are. Like if you've done a dog bowl draft and you get you're at pick 12 and you're like, fuck, well, they're all gone. Yes, <laughs> you, you right. know, like so, yeah. like a-chan we no one needs me to tell them that a-chan can drop 30 in this spot and like you just have to have exposure to those guys what about the pivot to getting overexposed to mostert i don't mind that yeah no i mean i've I've had thoughts about that right like that seems like pretty smart like mostert I I haven't even really seen him go that much and well I know he goes in dog bowls but like I'm not the one taking him. Um I'm usually getting my my running backs before that. I think that that's smart, but man, I do like HN more than most or like for me I'm just like yeah. Yeah. trying not trying not to overthink this one. The 13 and a half point favorites, HN's finally back. Like the dude like the dude just did nothing but ball out. Like this just seems like a really tough spot for him to not pay off. Yeah, that's fair. And and Raiders have been pretty good against receivers, limiting big plays. Like, I'm never going to say fade Tyreek, but I do think right. they will have no problem establishing it. I was listening to Crane, too, and saying, like, the Dolphins have been sneaky, like a little conservative with their play calling in that game against the Chiefs. They were really trying to run the ball a ton. Um, would mm-hmm. not surprise me to see them just lean on the run game here. In a way, both of them can get theirs, but if there's still one guy here who can just – take multiple you know touches to the house and completely break the slate it's a chance does it make sense that i like him more in on slotty stuff or like stuff where i have another miami player like i don't love playing that game through just him is that a hmm. flawed idea in my process i think you might be like really tethered to that broncos game a little bit like i would yeah. do, i would be totally fine doing just just a chan um, right. because i do think that there is something to the vegas team with with you know having you know, uh the, the new coach there and the way that the defense has been looking looking better that you know i don't know that they're going to get boat raced but the spread is the spread 13 and a half i mean that's just 
you know, all all historical data just tells you that running backs are in good spots when when the spread is that high. And I think it's more so just like the offense not uh, for for Las Vegas not being able to compete with what like the the ceiling is for Miami and how efficient they are. Um, I, I, I I'm 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 just. I'm kind of a boring answer, but I think, I think I'm more worried about Waddle. Like Waddle's ADP to me just feels like a really, really tough sell. Yeah. I kind of agree with you there. Like comparatively, I'd way rather be overexposed to HN than Waddle this week, but I don't know. Like for me, it's like this, this large spread, they're up a lot. Like the running back that they turn to, to kill the clock, to run the rest of it. Just isn't it Mostert or am I wrong? Has that role completely flipped? No, cost adjusted to me, like my favorite plays would go HN, Tyreek, Mostert, Waddle. Agreed. Okay. And, yeah. and you you can make, I, I hesitated because I think you can make a case to flip Mostert and Tyreek when you say cost adjusted. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I, I might, I might prefer Amon Ra uh, this week to, to Tyreek, which I, I know is crazy, Ooh. but um, I might, I might be there. That's spicy. Why? Just because of the the spot, the volume, the I mean, yeah. he's been it's, so effing consistent. Yeah, yeah, I I love this spot. Uh, the Bears have been pretty good uh, against the run too. I just think this just sets up for the golf Laporta ARSB game. Um, it's it's obviously scary saying that stuff about Tyreek, who can just fucking take any play. But if that yeah. spread holds true, um, I just think they're going to have a field day on the ground and. Tyreek could give you, you know, 20 here and not be able to compete with some of those other guys that gets pushed, you know, up over 25. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I mean, I can't, I can't argue that. Um, I, I do like St. Brown a lot. Um, yeah. I think he's going to be a big part in them getting to the red zone. Cause we know we like to run a lot in, in the red zone. I think as far as getting there, the is it's going to be a lot of a Monroe. Let's uh, I think we should hop in something, but I'd like to ask you guys your favorite, you know, cost adjusted or scrolls and or overexposed guys thus far this week. Pete, I think you're kind of suggesting the Lions stuff is where you're headed right now. Yeah, I mean, that's more just like those aren't the, uh, you know, the the hidden gems, so to speak. Um, I would say I'm really starting to warm up to Green Bay. Um, okay. have a lot of Aaron Jones. I'm starting to dabble with some of the gross Jordan Love vomit stacks. Um, I think this is like it, this, it sets up nicely, right? Because the chargers are so fucking condensed. Like I don't want to click anything other than Keenan or Eckler. Um, yep. I don't really want to play Herbert on the road at Lambeau and the chargers have been getting torched for big plays. Their secondary sucks. Um, and there's some fun, big play receivers on the Packers. I think Musgraves in play. This is obviously a little bit more dog bowl relevant, but Aaron Jones, I think is in battle Royale, one of the best clicks um, you can do right now. Um, And so, and I love mixing and matching, um, you know, Aaron, uh, sorry, uh, uh, Aaron Jones with the pass game a bit too, or as a one-off or whatever. But yeah, I would say this spot for the Packers, I'm really warming up to. Me too. And I kind of hate that I am, but like, I just think I, I can't help, but just think about all the times I've seen Jordan love miss on deep balls. And I'm like, well, I know he likes to throw it deep, but like, hasn't connected yet. And he has like, 
I, I'm, I'm, I, I think I'm an apologist for like every bad quarterback in the league, but I am a Jordan Love. <laughs> I am a Jordan Love apologist, man. I think Jordan Love is like not that bad. Uh, I, I kind of like the way that he plays. He plays aggressive, and you know he's finding other guys in the re- in the in the end zone. Uh, maybe this could finally be the Christian Watson week that was promised. But I'm in. I'm with you on this stack. I think that this is a very interesting team to to get to. And uh, Aaron Jones is for sure underpriced. Uh, John, what do you think about the, the Packers before I tell you who who I'm over the field on? I, I I like Aaron Jones a lot in the other in the six persons. I haven't been doing a ton of twelves this week. I've been really concentrating on our own three person and the six person ones. Uh, I like Aaron Jones as like a late leverage. He's picking up a little bit of steam right now, but I'm gonna have to incorporate some of the Jordan Love uh, skinnies as well. But I will say the. Jordan Love matchup this week from a quarterback from fantasy points adjusted standpoint. He is the number one quarterback versus opposing defense matchup on the slate. So just to be in lockstep with where Pete was going there, that's just something that I noted to to go alongside with it, but haven't been doing myself. So I, I think, you know, I don't know if Christian Watson doesn't get it this week. Is is it just over for Christian Watson? <laughs> Like, yeah, I mean, he's also not been healthy a bunch this year. Fair. The the thing is, too, like what Tenez's point about Jordan Love, and I, I think I'm kind of secretly a, an apologist for Jordan Love, too. Like, he can be bad and still play a fantasy-friendly, like, game, right? Like, they do push the ball downfield. And he has, like, I've been impressed with Jaden Reed. Like, Romeo Dobbs is fine, but, like, make sure-handed catches. They use Luke Musgrave down the field. This isn't the Evan Ingram role, two yards at the line of scrimmage. Like, when it does hit, it hits in a fantasy-friendly way. Yeah, and he can run. Like, yeah. it's an underrated portion of his game that he he can move a bit. Um, and just, that- just thinking about spots, too, and how disappointing this Chargers team at, like, on the road, going to be cold there at Lambeau. This just feels like a bad spot for the Chargers. And that's not to say Eckler and Keenan won't get theirs. They get theirs every week. Um, and that's not kind of the beauty of it. But I just feel like the Packers can put up some points here. Like it. Nez, where, where, where have you been going? Uh, Brian Robinson, for sure. Yeah, I, like I really, really like uh, his price in these. I'm at 50%, Brian Robinson. Ooh. And uh, the other 50%, not that it's uh, always one-to-one but uh, finding himself on half of my teams is uh, the running back for the Dallas Cowboys. Oh no. Which name the, are you going to say? The lead, it's, the it's lead back, <laughs> the lead back. It's the change of pace guy by the name of Tony Pollard. This is, this is oh. it. This is it guys. And by, I mean, this oh. is it. I mean, I'm going back next week too. Cause he plays the commanders next week, but you're not going to get him at, at this price. If he scores a touchdown this week, man. Do you know? Have you seen his pickums? Have you seen for eight weeks? Have you seen his pickums? Have you yeah. seen his Nez, I, Ninety and is, a half. I I had this epiphany in the shower earlier, and I said, "This is what I said to myself." I said, "Tony Pollard is going to have he's going to have sixty five yards rushing and a touchdown." And we're going to have learned nothing. Like we're just going to move on it to be, everyone's going to be like, yes, Tony Pollard scored. And then we're going to like, look at the scores and the raw points at the end. And he's going to have like 14 points, 13 points. Yeah, exactly. It's like, okay, (laughs) congratulations. That's what's going to (laughs) happen. 
<laughs> probably right like i like that it's, it's, so the, it's that it's the joe mixon getting home like yeah, yeah like joe mixon scored and he's got like 12 <laughs> points yeah 91 no, yards no shirts. this is it tony ball <laughs> but like this is this is seriously the worst run defense in football I, like but but Nez, yeah i that's why i agree like he can hit his median but is there a Tony Pollard ceiling if he hasn't exhibited explosive playmaking, if he hasn't exhibited any pass game usage? Like, you have to get two touchdowns here for him to access his ceiling. For right? sure. And if he's yeah, in, yeah. and if he's and if he's in if they're in the red zone at the goal line, like maybe he doesn't score, but god damn it, they're gonna try. He's gonna <laughs> get, he, he's gonna there, get okay. attempts. How about it, this, Des? You stopped drafting Tony Pollard. We asked Numi to give us quadruple spice on Tony Pollard scoring two quad touchdowns. And we all just move spice. on with our life. <laughs> quad spice. <laughs> Tony Pollard is our new Kyle Pitts around here. <laughs> I, I I don't think I'm doing it, guys. I I've, I barely clicked him this week. Are you doing it, John? I uh, I have clicked it to the clip of a eight percent. So okay. he's oh he's there, but he's not. He's not. You're there. at fifty. I. You're at fifty, Nez. For uh, fifty-two point nine, actually. Fifty-two point. Well, here, Ghost AF reminding everyone that it was the Joe Mixon explosion spot last year was versus Carolina. So if we're playing this thesis of Tony Pollard all year long, being Joe Mixon Jr., Joe Mixon Light, what we've been saying, he's just this year's Joe Mixon. The five touchdown game comes this week if the thesis holds true, Nez. I can't believe this is where we are. Tony Pollard <laughs> is in the best spot of the season. He, you, like, oh, I do like the touchdown stuff, but like my whole thing is like I just don't think Tony Pollard has a ceiling. I just don't think he has like a twenty-five yeah. point ceiling. Oh, I know, I know. Yeah, it doesn't sound like you do. <laughs> well, I mean, isn't that like Joe Mixon too? Like the showdown slate last night and stuff like that. It's like if I want a running back that I can bet my life on to give me 10 but won't give me more than 20, I'm just going to pick Joe Mixon every single time. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Um, for me, I've been I've been scrolling this week. Uh, shocking. Uh, but I have a lot of Devin Singletary. I just thought he was mispriced. Then the I, I, did, I was doing it before the projection stuff came out and then confirmed my my priors, so I just kept clicking. Uh, I was doing the Nico Collins stuff early, too, because of the Noah Brown injury and then the leverage it represents off Tank Dell. Um, although I've seen a lot of stuff this week that in terms of like first reads and targets per route run and stuff, that Tank Dell is actually performing better than Nico, um, which kind of surprised me because I had it the opposite in my mind, um, that when he was out there, he would just be the guy especially in the red zone. But um, those have been two of my clicks. I've been really trying to get on that Houston, Arizona, as I alluded to earlier. Um, and then Brees Hall. Brees Hall has been yeah. a, a heavy click for me as well. Yeah, I think it's, it is interesting too. Like for as good as Houston has been, Dalton Schultz isn't getting taken in 100% of drafts either. Um, and with no, I, with no Noah Brown either. I mean, I know that like Noah Brown has been catching, like, it seems like he catches every goddamn deep ball, but I mean, that's one less pass catcher to compete with Dalton Schultz. That's really interesting. And I do, do you guys find more so in like the 12 person, but I found tank Dell's ADP a little rich and I like that game, but I do think with like the Nico coming back and stuff, 
I would take uh, Ayuk over him. Ayuk's That's where I've been. Behind. And I've been taking I, I Puka over him, too. I don't have any. Oh, yeah, Puka. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. I can't fault you for that. The, the Puka spot, we didn't even talk about that game. And we on Monday, we kind of previewed how we would love that game. Are we getting to that Seattle and, and the Rams stuff, guys? I've been getting to the Rams pass catchers. I haven't got... I guess I, I have been doing... I did one where I had... I had like a Cooper Cup or Puka team and then both Metcalf and Lockett were available in the last round. I'm like, let me just pile in on this game. But I'm I'm pretty spooked on the Seahawks, man. I, I just I've been trying to pick my spots with them, and this doesn't seem like a spot for them. <laughs> yeah, like we were all over it last is it last week when yeah, the commanders game and we talked about how that was like a sneaky good one, and you guys built the pick them around it and that sort of stuff. And it's just kind of like even when Gino quote unquote smashed and got home with 360 and two scores and whatever. It's so spread that it, it just kind of feels hard to pinpoint skinny stacks with Gino. Yeah. I think for me, it's like if I'm playing Seattle stuff, similar to what we talked about with last week with the commanders, like, well, I guess, I guess it is actually different. Sorry, but I want to, I want to run back, right? Like, like this is a game where like, I do want to run back. We talked about lions and bears, not necessarily needing one there. I think you need one here because we know Pete wants to establish it if they're not pushed. And yeah. there is potential. Like that was my initial inkling was like, man, the Rams can actually make this a high scoring affair. I thought the total was going to be like three points higher than what it was. But I think it just comes down to the range of outcomes of like, Hey, if the Rams actually don't have success offensively, which would be weird because this Seattle team is so tough against the ground, probably underrated against the pass, but that is where they're vulnerable. And that's all the Rams can do right now. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I mean, I can, I really do see this game like eclipsing 50, but uh, based on everybody else's sentiment on it uh, and, and like how projections like aren't really like uber excited about this, it does have me like cooling off. But uh, I, I want to get back to that like before Sunday and draft more of that game because I, I do see like it, it, I do think it, it will take though the Rams like starting the fire though for, for this game right. to get to where, where I want it to go. Can I give you a gross play in this game? Absolutely. So you got, yeah, 46 and a half point total. You got the Rams fully healthy. Uh, this guy's not even getting really drafted in the dog bowls. And I've taken him a few times now, and I'm probably going to keep clicking him. It's Darrell Henderson. Okay. Um, play. Uh, he, he He's splitting um, the rushing attempts with Freeman, but is getting almost all of the targets uh, in the passing game here. I do think he's just looked to me better than Freeman. I do think he's going to get the goal line opportunities as well. Um, So I don't know. He's just someone I'm interested in because I'm a little down on Seattle in this spot. And if you aren't playing it as a shootout and you're playing it like Rams with a lead, I do think Henderson can be a part of that. And so I've been like willing to do like cup with last pick Henderson, Nakua last pick Henderson, because I, I still don't have the stomach for Stafford um, either, but as being like, how can I capture the Rams points in this game? Yeah. The staff one, I fully agree with because like, even though it's so condensed, like where's the ceiling, you know, it's two fifty and three is the ceiling and you're, you're not going to win. I mean, maybe it's good enough for a dog bowl, but you're not going to win any of the other contests with that. Hendo's a pretty nice scroll the F down shout there, because if they get down to the goal line and everybody's playing Puka and cup and you just assemble that yardage and you get two punch-ins like that could definitely be the guy you need in a dog bowl. Yeah. 
and it's and, not um, it's not one you feel g- good about. It's again just looking at the other running backs who are going, and it's like okay, if Rashad White, who who I like, but if he's going in a hundred percent of drafts, and Darrell Henderson is going in zero, um, and you are just trying to sun run a couple touchdowns, like John said, the leverage is pretty good. Yeah, I like that. That's a, I'm definitely going to start mixing that one in because if you look down in this range, like comparable, like just backfield share. Maybe Ford, but the spot is awful, especially with a backup quarterback and the game total is super low. Like maybe you can put on your rose colored glasses and tell me Najee and or Jalen Warren is the first running back to eclipse 70 yards versus the Browns this season. But I mean, Henderson kind of sticks out like a sore thumb through here. Does he not? I I, so. I just, I have a lot of respect for yeah. Seattle's Seattle's run defense. So for they, me, that's like, I they, can't. They've been they've been sixth worst uh, or given up the six most fantasy points to running backs on the year. Only Broncos, Panthers, Cardinals, Chargers, Colts have given up more points to running backs. Where am I getting my ideas from? That's, <laughs> where, where is this? Where is this coming from? I think it's just like a take that I'm just like pot committed to. I guess um, you're just locked in on. Yeah, uh, where do you guys uh, want right, to start first? Um, I'm good. What do you want to do? Dealer's choice. We got we got to do one. Uh, Brawl as well. I mean, for sure. Oh, that's yeah. true. That's true. Four more. Those things are lightning quick too. They're fun. Yeah, they they, go they're super they're fast. a re- really good excuse to scroll if you're playing low entries. Like if you're if you're a player on the platform who who only wants to play twenty five dollars worth of action this week, just go ahead and play the Badge Bros one. You're getting it rake free, and you're not sacrificing a ton by scrolling or chasing you know, the super combinations because everyone's privy to them, right? It It's so, I, I tried to highlight it on my portfolio review show on Monday. Uh, like I did positive ROI in the goal line stand with it being a rake free and my lineups weren't even that good. Like I had a rough week last week with some of my stands. Like I was off of a lot of stuff and I still had a profitable week because the rake free element, it just like, it can't be, you know, overstated how much that helps your bottom line and the, the moat it gives you for being wrong and still being profitable. You got to take advantage of it. Absolutely. It's the best thing going. Pete's got the influencer one zero one. This is, this is where we, we slide down a tier. And as Pete jumps in the draft with us, he gets the yeah, get, get a little you know, shoulder bump. Excuse yeah. me, fellas. <laughs> no, <laughs> Let me it's show true. You how it's done. Uh, um, I've been taking Tyreek. Pete's trying to sell us this pen on Amon Ross St. Brown and flipping the board here. Which would you like to do, Nez? I don't know how much you're actually flipping the board taking uh, Amon Ross. Right. I think I think it's Tyreek, but like, man, if yeah. my if if like if we're flipping a coin, it's between Tyreek and Eckler for me at, at the two. Eckler, okay, interesting. Yeah, with the way that the Chargers are just absolutely depleted, and Eckler's role is just like fantasy gold, like forever. Uh, he, yep. he definitely feels like, you know, if there's a possible condom pick at two, I mean, it's, it's, it's Austin Eckler <laughs> and, and Packers well, have been much worse, uh, against the run than they right. have there. What do you, what, do you guys have yeah. any worry about the Keenan Allen, uh, stuff or is he fully off? Uh, he fully off the practice report he's and fully off practice okay. yesterday today and said he was going to play. The one that I was scared about early in the week was Garrett Wilson, like mm. Garrett Wilson, was like fully off. And then, oh, when I wanted to get back to the Seattle, when you took it the Hendo route, 
is like Tyler Lockett's been dealing with this hamstring for like three or four weeks now. And this is the first week where he's not LP and he's DP, D, DNP, DNP. So, I mean, if you want a little leverage off of the fact that Ken Walker goes in almost all these drafts, but DK Metcalf goes undrafted a good portion of the time, I mean, just start mixing him in in the sixth round here. Uh, Nez, where do your eyes go, dude? This is where I personally start scrolling. Yeah, yeah. This is yeah. I kind of run away from from this tier. Um, I think okay. Laporta is like really interesting. Um, that's like one of yeah. the highest team totals on on the slate. Um, like I said, I think it's it's pass until they get into the red zone, and then maybe there's some play action there for Laporta. Um, really into. Th- I've been looking forward to this game since July. <laughs> <laughs> Our weekly winners lineups would suggest the same thing. Yeah, I can't. I've like, been, this is what this is like the whole like, and I have some Justin Field teams that are still live. Shout out to the bbmdb.com. Uh, uh, so like, I need this. I need this bad. You, you want to hear something pretty ironic? I was out here pumping the tires on the tire or on the Taysom Hill stuff all year. Long. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Was the, I was I the guy? Um, and uh, okay, well, let's make the pick first here. Uh, we could do the Gibbs mini correlation with the Detroit stuff. Just bet on the game environment. I kind of like to scroll though. Um, do you want to take your boy here? As in DJ Moore? Who's my boy? Tony no. P. Tony Redacted. <laughs> Come yeah. on, Nez. For the bid, yeah, you got to do it for your exposure for everything. We got to take them in the third. Well, round it'll here. be easy to know if this wins and uh, if this is a team that we draft or not, since you only have eight percent. So uh, just know yeah. that you will be getting a very formal invoice into your inbox if this team <laughs> cracks one hundred dollars or more, even if it cracks one hundred. I need mean, it for mine. It's funny because we've done a year and a half worth of shows of drafts in which I've paid for and never won shit yep. on. So I'll send that invoice back. We did win a hoops way. one. We, we, we did win a hoops one. You can build. Yeah, me for two two hundred bucks. Take it out of my take it out of my hoops winnings. <laughs> that would be um, that. I do want to just get a sprinkling of Tony Pollard just because the bid equity of me winning with Tony Pollard at like one percent while Nez loses at fifty percent would be very good. It would yeah, be. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just I just read pure as hell with my one. Uh, I I went to real quick. I just well, want to I, tell like a, a go ahead, go ahead, John, go ahead. No, I was gonna say that's kind of like your hoops exposure the other night, where you were like, "Oh, I'm dead in the water" when Embiid was playing and blah yeah. blah blah, and then you ended up coming two top tens. I ran so, so hot. I was I had like zero of the top two picks that night, Pete, and then uh, just ran pure as hell. They both uh, dotted. Uh, so sometimes <laughs> you know, just gotta better better to be lucky than good sometimes. Absolutely. Every time. Yeah. Matter of fact, all the time. I was going to tell a funny story today. Uh, Bria did a like a career day at uh, the school that her mom works at. And we were there and there was like and all these little kids know who Bria is because her mom like talks about her a lot. And there's this one kid that was coming up and he was talking to us. And I had the most boomer moment ever. And you know, whenever like you were a kid and you're playing like an Xbox or something that is like, you know, a, a gaming system and, and, and an older person's like, oh, you're playing your Nintendo. Like it's a Game Boy. You know, it has a name. This kid was head to toe dripped down in Minecraft gear. And I was like, dude, like I love the Fortnite stuff. And I just immediately was like, oh, no, it's not Fortnite. Like that's my that's a Minecraft zombie like right there. I'm like. I am literally everything that I was annoyed by as a kid. It was, <laughs> it, it, was it was a great boomer moment. So in boomer fashion, do we do two running backs here or what? Um, 
Yeah, so we could do like Josh Jacobs and then take Tua with the Reek stack, or we can scroll down to your boy Brian Robinson, uh, and then take yeah, let's go Brian Robinson. Okay, well, let's do the quarterback first. Let's. Why do you think you, you think you're worried about? Uh, Pete? Yeah, I think. Well, Pete might go naked fields. He's not going to take Brian Robinson. No, I'm going to do. I'm going to grab my Stroud Schultz thing here. Okay. So. I, I mean, like Brian Robinson can, will probably make it back to us. Will D, well, actually, it looks like only how many people can take a wide receiver? Chrysler can't, False can't, Raiders can't. Uh, Miller's the only person who can All take right. a wide receiver. Okay. Um, yeah, maybe, but maybe, also uh, the only one. maybe do Robinson then. Okay. I think it's, you know, it's six in one hand, half a dozen in the other. I have no idea what that means, but I, I, I agree with you. You've never heard that phrase? Well, He's I've in heard Canada, the phrase. Man. They I say these things like, oh, like, uh, you know, like a woodchuck can throw a, a hoop to a ball. <laughs> yes, that's exactly what we say. Throw this. a ball? If a woodchuck could chuck, <laughs> throw a ball. <laughs> you know what they say. <laughs> oh, my God. Except for shoot a puck. Um, man. Okay, the Taysom one. Let's go back to the Taysom one. The irony in the Taysom one was – He's had three amazing weeks out of the last four. I had my highest weekly winner's cash this week. Really? With the week where Taysom done it. Wow. That is funny, man. What what place was the team in? Honestly, I don't even know. It just appeared in my account. <laughs> it just and then I was like, where'd this come from? And just looked at it. It wasn't good. It was like 50 bucks or something. It wasn't like anything. Uh-huh. So we got the official practice report for the Texans. Uh, Damian Pierce out. Nico going to play. Noah Brown did not practice at all this week, but is listed as questionable. Is he? I thought he was out. What? Sorry. What was the what was the um, the running back? The Pierce one. Pierce is out. Yeah. Oh, so he's officially out. Okay. Yeah. There. I think there. Didn't their coach say that uh, Noah Brown isn't going to play? I'm just reading tech, uh, Field Yates' report. If you want to be smirch, Field Yates reporting Nez. Go full screen. Field Yates. Take it out on him. <laughs> you are fake news. Now, I'm, uh, I, I go by the uh, I, I go by uh, my uh, tried and true underdog I, NFL news feed. I, you, you guys tried to come over the top of Field Yates uh, on Noah Brown's <laughs> I, I personally am going to side with Field Yates uh, on this one. Uh, many, many have called Nez just the more handsome version of Field Yates, actually. That's so just true. objectively yeah. false. <laughs> Yeah, it's true. That guy's pretty handsome. <laughs> <laughs> it's, this is uh, this is a beautiful way to round out this game, right? I mean, yeah, it feel it feels like the right move. It feels kind of chalky to have like the Laporta Fields and and DJ Moore combo, but if it's the combo you need, it's the combo you need. And then the fact that we scrolled the F down for both running backs to go with it makes it feel a bit better, I guess. And look at these running backs that are going to go undrafted. I mean, Pete, you'll have to let us know who you're uh, I took running Jones. Okay. Yeah. I mean, you took Aaron Jones, okay. Ken Walker, David Montgomery, Debo. There is a plethora of of <laughs> names here yeah. that, that like I would take in like the third round that are undrafted here. This is a, this is a nice week, but I mean, yeah, yeah you get the, scrolling. You get Dak undrafted, who's QB2. I don't know. It just really speaks to how the power of the flex is going to be very spread and then the condense that tight end for sure. Like, yeah, very nice. Fun one. It, and I mean, you do feel 
like we were talking about like the scrolling and where the gaps are. I mean, yeah, there's always, you know, wide receivers that you can correlate late, but like the real ceiling stuff, I mean, it it's thin this week and you can see too, like, I mean, what only one wide receiver went in the last two rounds of this draft we just did. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's hard to find wide receiver ceiling this week. Yeah, that's yeah. a good point. I think for me, it's like, I give me one of the Niners. If I, if I need a wide receiver too, and like, you know, and, and everybody else is gone, like in Debo's there for me waiting for a wide receiver too. And I'm not like finishing out a stack. Give me any 49er against, against the Buccaneers. Um, I'm, 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 th- th- that to me just feels like a blow up spot for, for those guys. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's a little bit like, what do you, every week, like pretty like pops, right. You yeah. know, from a value perspective, and yet I do, he's almost, and maybe it's unfair to say he's kind of like Matthew Stafford light. Um, in that like the, the actual ceiling, I just do not think is there. Um, so I've been playing it way more like Christian McCaffrey, Brandon, Ayuk, like I just did in this one, like take two, um, of those guys and then try to access more ceiling at quarterback because there's legit ceiling options at quarterback that can separate. I, I just have I think in the dog bowls too, like tacking on Purdy last pick or whatever I've seen him go there is completely fine. But in battle Royale, I've been having a really hard time with, with Purdy. Yeah. I yeah, guess like, like the- I just don't think that in, on this slate, like my, my retort would just be like, I, I mean, we just saw the QB two go undrafted. So like, is there ceiling, you know, like nobody really knows what to well, do. I'll take. Yeah. I mean, I'll take Dak Goff, Tyler. I'll take all three of those guys as ceiling over, over Purdy. Who do you guys want to click here? Take some wide receiver ceiling and then and then backfill with the running back value. What are we stuff? in the, the brawl? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is three person. Yeah. You can literally just like we can pick whoever the hell we want. Yeah, it's so talk talk through because I I only hopped in uh, a couple of these so far, but talk to me through kind of like the general kind of strategy differences versus battle royale for this. Well. We only we're only drafting 18 players. So I mean the most people's player pools are going to be extremely condensed. I think one of the most plus EV ways to play this is to scroll down and you don't even have to scroll that far. Um, I mean, we saw early on, I think Crash Rich has already maxed this because he was in like every single lobby, like from the jump. Uh, and he like started things off immediately with like a Justin Field stack. And then he did like a Kyler Murray stack. Like he's there's not going to be many Kyler Murray stacks in this contest. Um, yep. You know, so you what can, you guys a- HM. Okay. Sure. Because so to your point, like, so 18 players are going. And if I look at the place, like I do really think there's like a big tier gap after like 10 or 11 players, as far as like those guys can give you the elite ceiling. And then you can start to make a case for a lot of other guys. Mm-hmm. So just you guys scrolling wanna- down. Do you guys want to take one of these last two elite wide receivers and then skinny stack the court and the quarterback and tight end? Yeah. Yeah. I'm cool Which with do you the guys prefer Allen or Allen. Let's go at. Uh, I'm good with you. Get... Yeah, that's fun. And then get scroll down for the stack. Yeah. So exactly. like uh, a fields commit or uh, the shroud Schultz you just did. Or Dak Ferguson, but it becomes a triple stack, which is fine, yeah. but a little thinner. Um, I mean, did Kittle go? Did we say Kittle Purdy? 
I know no, all we, we just did was talk about how like Purdy Purdy ceiling and whatnot, but like Purdy won't get taken here. And if he gives you twenty three and nobody else separates, how often is Goff getting drafted? I guess that would be a double too. Yeah, probably less than. Dude, yes. I'm, double's I fine. That. The fields commit is fun. I agree. All right, let's do it. I think Fields has scored more than 28 fantasy points in four of his starts or something like that. Just this season? I don't know. Maybe that's wrong. Don't quote me on that. In his last two two before he got hurt against the Vikings, yeah. Yeah. Against uh, Yeah, maybe that's the soft soft matchups, but what what's the um is there a max how many uh lineups can you do in this one? One fifty. Yeah. Yeah, Crash Church wow. was in every single one. Incredible. Yeah, I mean that that dude's that dude's hustle is just like unmatched. You know what might be another good one in this one that nobody's getting to yet is uh love plus musgrave. So I do think mm. there's a lot of power and a lot of merit into like these first four positions being like premium. If you can get like the premium top ones or maybe like one scroll down running back and then the skinny stack, just trying to hunt two touchdowns from your tight end in tandem with your quarterback makes a lot of sense. Very so showdown slate esque, but like on a main slate. Yeah. Uh, I agree with that. And it's funny. You said, you said people aren't getting to Jordan love and Musgrave and this, they're not even getting in, into it in the dog bowl, buddy. Like, no. yeah. <laughs> like you want to be the only one with that, with yeah. that connection. Like you, you, you got it. It's all you. But that, I think that is, I think that's super sharp for that contest too, of like, it's a pretty weak tight end. I mean, I know we were excited about McBride Laporta, but it is weaker than normal. And you're just hunting yeah. touchdowns. And you can get the guys who are going to be drafted in less than 20% of this. Um, I, I really like that angle. I love how that we just went fields commit and then Tyler commits in the chat is telling us to go Murray. Right. <laughs> every time I see, com- every time I see right Tyler in the, in the chat, he always like, it always brings me right to like the bears. And like, I end up yeah, thinking I about see my that bags <laughs> of which there are many and they're heavy. Ooh, you got me this time. Move aside, Pete. This oh, is the Badge Bros channel, bud. Got lucky with the lobby here, huh? <laughs> I wasted it on the $5 draft, not the $25. Oh, I think I'm just going to take highest ADP here, get my 25 back, and move on. Uh, <laughs> push the plane, man. Let's just let's just do a pick them instead. This, this is this, uh, no we one's got winning. EN3 here. in here who is one, two seats. We got Copper Prices who's one, two seats. And then we got all the friends and family in between. Crash Rich, who's got a seat. Oh, man. Matt, who's been so damn close. Yeah, man. Jeez. Matt is talking about shots on goal, man. His ex, his XG, he should have two seats. <laughs> like Literally. Literally, man. Yeah. His expected seats uh, gained. Yeah. <laughs> That's our yeah, hopefully we see. We're gonna see him. We're gonna see him regardless. I know it. The Skolansky Bucks of Miami seats. Um, I've been clicking Christian McCaffrey. I saw in the chat there our guy Clay saying he is not. Uh, he's not the guy this week. I still think he's the guy. Where have you guys been at? Oh yeah, easy one on one. Yeah, 
Yeah. It's just he gets a touchdown and they 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 tried their damnness to get him that touchdown and there's 24 and there's like there's no debate here. Um if if they're in like a grosser game, everything's going to funnel through them. If they're in a game where they're rolling, he's going to be the lead guy that everything's rolling. It's just you just you can't you can't yeah. go wrong. Um I tend to agree. Should I get off of my Amon Ra bullshit and take Eckler? Or should I just keep ripping it in on Amon Ra? Let's rip it in on Amon Ra. Yeah, no, I, I think it, <laughs> in Dog Bowls, like, like I, I love Eckler this week, and that's not obviously yeah. a hot take. But with the Dog Bowls and the running backs being so deep this week, like, you can, like, don't, you don't, you don't really want to pass up on Amon Ra when you're, the, you're, you're, the wide receivers that you're getting at pick 21 are going to suck. That is like a, a very good point. And especially in a room like this one too, like the wide receiver is going to get gross fast. Well, there's there, therein lies a, a bull case for taking reek one zero one too. Right. Just positional. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Yeah. If it wasn't, if it wasn't a CMC slate for sure. I think, um, you know how we've seen, we've basically seen in these contests, uh, tight end being as low as the 0.6 from Kittle, week winning i feel like this is a week where tight end's gonna matter that's just my hunch based on the way the adp is unfolding the way the positions are and stuff i think tight end's gonna matter this week for what it's worth yeah one dynamic i've been struggling with in these dog bowls is i i really like laporta i have been taking a lot of those top tight ends here and yet some of the best values are some of the tight ends in like rounds four and five too. And so every time I click that and then I'm back up on the clock again, I'm like, <laughs> I wish I had my tight end slot you yeah. know, here. And that that's the one thing that's been kind of tough for me to navigate. Yeah. It could be one of those weeks where like multiple tight ends give you 20, which was like kind of really strange. It's like, they didn't matter, but they did, you know? So it, it's, it's always just yeah. kind of, that is Ooh. like the captain position that we, uh, well, hello. Big Poppy. Hello, Trey. Love it. Big Poppy taking a stand. Um, I read the first five words of, of Clay's comment here, and <laughs> I'm willing. He might need I'm to go put, in timeout. I'm for this. putting him in timeout after this. This is crazy. Clay. CMC is fancy Tony Pollard, and then I stopped reading. I was Clay. just fancy. Oh Clay, my, come Clay, on. Come on man. He's Stick hitting the, the Peloton hard right now. He just he he's got he's got so many endorphins in his head. He just he's just flowing. <laughs> He just does it so hard on the Peloton. <laughs> oh my god, that's great. <laughs> EDN three setting up a little bit of San Fran double there. San, San Fran, man, it's like all those guys popped last week, and they, they still couldn't sniff a seat because uh, Dak exploded. You know, I'm so afraid of that same thing happening again. Not to be results oriented, but just like you see, Ayuk go for 14, you go CMC. You know, he does his thing, but it was like 14, 16, something in that range. Kittle goes for 19. Debo scores the touchdown and goes for like 18 or something. And then it's just like Purdy tethered to it all only gets 23 despite having like 290 and three scores or whatever. And then Dak breaks the slate and none of them matter because all you needed was one off Kittle. Yeah. Strange, man. The... What do you got? What do you guys think? I, I assume for EDN, I mean, he's he's doing a ton of these drafts. I assume I, it's like yeah. an exposure thing. I'm guessing he already has a lot of Ayuk Kittle. Like if you're because I mean, I feel like Ayuk over Samuel is the move, but I assume that's an exposure thing, right? Probably. It really yeah. Have to be. Yeah. Yeah. 
and a uniqueness thing to do it like flip the ADPs right now and you go like oh there's similar you know range of outcomes flip the ADPs and now he's going to have running backs that are like much deeper right oh, man excuse on the clock here still not a single quarterback going speaking to our I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna make you guys feel the pain at wide receiver Oh no, not with the Puka. All right, John. Do we uh do we just run this run this shit back? <laughs> Build the same exact team we just built? <laughs> what do you think? Oh uh, wow. Okay. Um Mike Evans your boy? is a run back. Yeah, I mean it, it's a run back and he's the next like I think probably like my next favorite wide out. Evans. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean, this is an absolute, this is the equivalent of a piss boy room for yeah. this style of draft. Yeah. I mean, he fits the roster, right? Um, the question is, do we get ahead with Laporta now or do we want to play like some form of elite QB with like Josh Allen and backstack or, I'm 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 Laporta here. I think this is like getting yeah. Laporta at this pick in the in in a dog bowl is going to be really rare. You're you're live to be one of the only people with Laporta as CMC. Okay, I like it. It's a good shout. It'd have been too dangerous to let him come back to me. Yeah, you can't. You, you don't want to put Pete in that predicament. He's doing it. Yeah, this is looking very piss boyish. Yeah, very piss boy. One one uh, quarterback going in the first 25 picks. That's how you know you're playing with the dogs. <laughs> I'm going to throw some pick em projections at you guys while we like wait for, mm. yeah, wait for this stuff. Uh, let's start with my Steelers here. Really get into it. You got to start you off with the ugly and then, you know, bad news, then the good news. Uh, rushing and receiving yards rivals mm-hmm. between the backfield of Warren and Najee. What where would you guys give the adjustment in that? Is it's a total yardage or is it total um, scrimmage yards? Uh plus three point five on the Warren side. Sorry, we Projecting say that again. Trailing yeah, yeah. So total scrimmage yards, Najee versus Warren. Who oh, is getting what adjustment? I, I said sorry it for this like sorry for this like disgusting question, but I, I no, said it just you back on your bullshit. There's ha- got to be a hidden Najee agenda here. This is a plus three and a half Najee side because of game script. They're they're like leading versus the Browns game script. That's what I'm going with. It is plus six and a half Najee, and it's kind of interesting, man. Like people, you know, and and this game probably is gross, but like they've got both of these dudes combined for over a hundred scrimmage yards. Um, yeah. I don't think that they're I, – I mean, I really do think that these guys are in consideration for dog bowls, and I think that the Browns' backfield is in consideration for dog bowls as well. I understand the total is really bad, but one, like the Steelers' ground game has been better, and two, the Browns are likely to lean on the ground game with uh, DTR back there. And the Steelers' uh-huh. defense, boots on the ground, is extremely banged up. Uh, I don't think we have – I don't think Nick Fitzpatrick is has practiced yet – this week i think he's pretty much trending out uh yeah he missed wednesday's practice waiting on thursday's practice uh quan alexander out for the year with a torn achilles um 
this this Steelers linebacking group like is awful right now. So I just think that they are vulnerable on the ground. I mean, it, it is big time Galbrain, especially when we have like this plethora of running backs available to us. But uh, just for the I told you so uh, equity, I, th- I do think that th- that both of these teams' backfields are in play. Uh, just wanted to 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 get that out there. Couldn't couldn't leave the stream without mentioning the Steelers at least once. Um, all right, let's look at the Rams rivals. I, I do I do love these rivals. Uh, rivals. We gotta we gotta mention too that uh, or was that was that the one from my cram or was that the one? I think it was from my cram. One. We had the DK Metcalf versus Tyler Lockett. We were getting spotted eight and a half with Tyler Lockett. Boy, was that a sweat down the end there. Yeah. Uh, there's the, so let's see cup cup first Metcalf is, is a rival. Uh, I think that's the only rival they have for, for cup right now. Uh, what, what would you, th- this is kind of a gross one to compare, but like, what would you spot Metcalf is getting spotted here in that rival? What, what would you spot Metcalf against cup? Nine and a half yeah. for, sorry, for, for yards. Correct. Yeah. Man, I would need I would need to, I would want to be spotting him more. Like I, I would feel comfortable with like a 15 yard head start with 15? Cup. 19 and a half. Yeah, yeah that makes that, that feels good. That's pretty that feels pretty efficient. Um I don't know if there's any kicking ones here, Clay. I'll ha- I'll have to look at the, the footy <laughs> stuff. But uh they, they they they've been they've been pretty shy about uh extra point stuff, which is like where I really like to live. Um <laughs> smart ass butters his bread, the extra points pick up. <laughs> It's the best, man. It's just like, do you think this team's going to score X touchdowns? Like, yes or no? Yep. Yeah. Cool. Like, Harrison Bucker, two and a half extra points. I know he's not in the main slate, but come on. Against the Eagles yeah. defense? Like, I'm surprised that that total is not 50. We're well, starting to see some plans come together here. Like, Big Poppy, we we noted that he did the Dell McBride, and then boom, he just goes the Kyler Singletary and goes full game stack. Interesting to see EDN three goes with that San Francisco start, but then goes with the two on one, like, uh, I don't know, two of most set up. I don't know. Do you guys have any, um, preferences on game and like trying to build out a game stack? Me, I, I, we talked about Packers chargers. I think that that's an interesting one to, to look at for, for that was the one when I was thinking about it today of like, which one, because I actually haven't looked at the pick lobby much, but I was like, I don't want to build out a gross Packers vomit. Oh yeah. Oh, we're going to get gross. Wu-Tang allows me to fill out my plan here. Don't hurt me. Wu-Tang. Oh, he's timing out. Okay, I, I just wanted to get fields with Komet because I've done I've done so many like Amon Ra, Laporta, Goff variations, but I yeah. have not done much fields in here. So I get in the fields Komet with Amon Ra. This fun. There's Brian Robinson again, like being at the four five turn, dude. <laughs> Big bet, Trav. He doesn't. He's not looking there. Oh, he is fucking idiot. In his. <laughs> yeah. he, uh, he Sorry, it's my first time is. streaming. Oh my god. Um we could do the golf Laporta, but we're not gonna have a bring back unless we want to do Foreman in the sixth. Um we could just do DK just because like we think DK smashes. Um Saquon and play the other side. Saquon is cool with me. I I, I think that they okay, can do something. Let's go. We're, we're gonna take Metcalf because we're gonna time out. Um I don't really like doing the golf Laporta one there. 
We could do uh, Chris Godwin and double stack Baker off of the CMC bring back. I don't hate um, it, man. I don't hate that either. All right. They're going to, they're, the Niners are going to put up points. Right. And for Jake Moody, I think, isn't, doesn't Jake Moody miss a ton of kicks? I, I should, I'm the kicking expert. I should know that. Um, ba- Baker double is the, is the Liam, Liam Buffalo stack. Where do you get your ideas of me on this show? Like that's what, that's the equivalent. Like, yeah. Oh, so, what's our fallback? Uh, yeah. Baker trailing. Yeah. Baker double. Let's go. Yeah. Like, yeah. I need to look up. Yeah, GA's all over it. He knows it. <laughs> Anybody else know footy? Like I know footy is how, how much. Okay. Moody's actually been fuego. All right. That is hundred. I'm sorry. Pick him number two is Jake Moody. Too. It, we're, it's actually going to get pulled because we're, I'm talking about it right now. And Numi's Numi's the employee of the month. <laughs> Gold star. We're going to come back to. He's going to get it renamed. He he promised me spice. I I still don't know if I have any spice. He might have to lose that. One one of these days, he's just going to come on stream, and there's going to be a plaque over his shoulder beside that that underdog flag of his, and it's just going to say employee of the month with there a, with his headshot. Yeah, <laughs> right gets the on. He gets the good parking spot at the front of Bass Pro for the rest of the week. I was just going to ask, what's the underdog equivalent of the parking spot? It's probably like in the company draft, you get the 101. Yeah. Your it's reserved. It's preloaded. That's amazing. <laughs> there's, there's influencer 101s and then there's company company Employee. gold star 101s. Yeah. It, dude, that would be that would actually be awesome uh, because two, and it's just like, God, I got to do another draft with this asshole. Yeah, got like, the 101 for another. <laughs> sweet moody Sylvie. You know it, man. You know it. Uh, I want to shout out this go cards pick here that I think is pretty sharp. This Donald Palm, he was popping up on the injury report as yeah. well. But like, man, the game that Gerald Everett was out, it was a showdown slate game. And Donald Palm was used all over the field and was used in the middle of the field as well. And he had like a 20 yard grab. He, he only ended up with like six targets, four catches and like just shy of 50 yards or something like that. But we've seen those two tutter games before for an offense that is like hella condensed and you want to just do like a Herbert double. Yeah. Everett's I out mean, this week too. It, oh, it's official that he's out. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Oh, there wow. You go. I yeah. missed that one. Yeah. And, and I Parham, thought he was... Parham got upgraded to limited on Thursday. Yeah. Unless like underdog newsfeed is just like making shit up. Then, uh, nope. then we got bigger problems. That's... I just want all the Noah the Brown is out guys to know that Noah Brown is literally officially listed as questionable. All right. Okay. He's not there ruled out. Go. According to more handsome version of blame Noah, the other Noah, not Noah Brown. (laughs) All right, so who Pete needs a running back here? He's got the whole the whole league available to him. Yeah, I mean, this is a this is this is the spot I live to be in. You can you can him. literally just pencil in Baker there for us. Could you imagine a Braxton? What a heat check! What a heat check! Wow, this dude takes Devo Samuel the first round, then has two a fall. It says, you know, when life gives you lemons, you take fucking Braxton Berrios. Wow, man! <laughs> hey, chosen Anderson off the roster. Maybe no room. Wait a Craig second. Graf's back here we go. Did someone take Darrell Henderson? The, yeah, are you fucking kidding me? Now we're taking Darrell <laughs> Henderson out here. As much power comes much responsibility. Well, Pete. 
You wanted the <laughs> tout life, baby. <laughs> That's uh, disgusting. Oh, you're not going to do Jerome Ford. You're not going to listen. I am. Let's go. I, just what's so fucking sick about that. Like, I, I can't even throw out a gross play that makes me sick to click. And now I'm upset <laughs> and I can't click it. <laughs> the, the, the fun thing about that is it's Big Poppy's roster on the end here. And he goes full onslaught that game environment, including Michael Wilson, and then just goes one off Darrell Henderson to just really stick it to you. Last Pete. chance for Gino, unless okay, you're you're clicking. Nope, okay. no chance. There I just want to no say, for Big Poppy, I was joking when I floated that Darrell Henderson thing. It's like a <laughs> dog shit pick. No one should ever do that. <laughs> Didn't you hear Ness's makeshift stats that the Seattle run defense is good? Oh man. Uh, Hoops uh, guys, news dump is absolutely coming through right now. We got a uh, well, keep we got a bunch of Celtics in tonight. Oh boy! Yeah. All right. All right. I, th- I think we want to do Chargers Packers, right? Marvin let's Bagley. Do, let's do two like we did last week. Let's do one game stack, okay. pick them, and then one of like our favorite plays, hodgepodge kind of thing. We can yeah. still should have some uh, correlation there, but I do like that one too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I like that formula. Your guys is you you guys like Packers Chargers or you like Arizona Houston? I think Packers Chargers just, just had better better projections numbers. for us. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, okay. Numi did it. Okay. I see the spice. The oh. spice is on my screen. Go oh, to Aaron Jones. Go. Tell me, do you see spice? John's already distracted by David Singletary. I do. We do have <laughs> we do have a spice on Aaron Jones. Let's go. Okay, hold on. Input lag. That's decent. I got a spice, spice too, man. Spice. That's a good starting right. point. I like it. All right. Um, Packers side or Chargers side? So Packers or Chargers side, I think we should like have multiple selections, at least three, if not four, from the Packers, and then play like Eckler and I like Eckler touchdowns, right. but so we play we play condensed on Chargers side and then we play kind of spread on Packers side. Yeah. This is like it is literally like building a showdown on redacted where it's like What's our build going to be? Is it going to be a three-two? Is this going to be a four-one? Like, what yeah. are we doing here? Yeah, so it's a lot of fun to to think through these things because it's like, yeah, if you're right, but it's not the nut game. Like, you still get home. Like, shout out the PO box. Very well uh, wrote up today. <laughs> uh, I would I, so like my my suggestion for the Chargers is is Eckler touchdown. But we can if okay. you want to do uh, Keenan like receptions, that's always in play as well. But it it moved up. Uh, I had it on my short list coming into our show, and it was at a flat seven. I just because I'm like slightly worried about the spot, I might just lean total rush and receiving yards for Eckler. Um, okay, but I don't I don't mind. I like. I, uh, I, I was gonna say I I think I like. Um. The rush attempts, oh man, it's four, 14 now. He had that consistent track of 14 over and over, and now it's 14 and a half. I had it at 14 on the other side when I was looking here. Okay, maybe maybe the total I, is best then. No, ne- I'll let Nez pound the table. Do you do you want the, the TD more? 
you think that's significantly better? Yeah, I, I, I think that it's 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 a better play if we're if okay. we're like picking between the two. I think the the touchdown is he's he's the goal line back. You know, I mean, it's yeah, they are they are favorites too. So my 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 hunch is more even against like the spread anyway. So mm-hmm. yeah, let's uh let's do that. Um, I, okay. I mean, Eckler's just uh fancy Tony Pollard, who's fancy Christian McCaffrey. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's look, at the, let's um, look at the, the rest of the Packers. Packers. I mean, all so, of these these Packers wide receiver numbers are just. Mm-hmm. I kind of like like, like I was yeah I was gonna say I like Watson I like the Musgrave number twenty eight point five for Musgrave. The uh, the best matchups I, I always like looking at the Rotoviz matchup Raider. Um, Chargers have been beatable everywhere, but Jordan Reed and, and Musgrave um, more from the slot had the uh, the best uh, possible matchups here. Not saying I don't like um, Watson, although again he definitely falls into that bucket of like what we win. Like I'd I'd, I'd almost win. rather spice yeah. him TD like if you're doing that. Whereas otherwise I would probably play like yards with with Dobbs Reed or Musgrave. So like I, okay. I would I would agree, but like it is only 37 and a half and like one catch okay. and he's like halfway there. Um mm-hmm. it's, yeah. it's 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 tough What's for me. Um, we should definitely correlate him. Like I think Watson, you definitely correlate with love passing yards. Okay. 227 for love, that is awesome. I mean, he's gone higher than 227, one, two, three, four, five, six times this season. Wow. Okay. We think this game. That, we think this game is a is going to be a good one. I yeah. will say on the Christian Watson correlation front, his A dot is seventeen point three on the season, thirteen thirty six seventeen seven twenty six nine. Like, I do like the thesis of if he catches one, it gets there. But it is also the what do you win when you win one? Um, I okay. Like let's it. go. I don't the love, I like it more with love. Yeah, it brings me around yeah. on it. Do you guys like that? You guys like the passing yards or attempts then? Attempts is pretty nice too, man. But um, he's done, he's gone higher on the yards more. Okay. Well, that's why, because if we're going Watson, um, I think I want to lean into the yards. Okay. And is Watson now then our favorite? I took him out to take love in here so we got love and musgrave correlated we got the touchdown coming through aaron jones we got eckler on the other side and now and it's, it's which of these three watson. wide receivers are your guys favorite and it's watson for I, you i'm i'm fine doing watson it is interesting how in this, this here here's a little another like dog bowl thing like and i like you know nez uses kind of like the pickums too to get like a gauge of how the market is like Watson's getting drafted. I think it was in like 70%. I'll have to check the tool Bobby stats. Um, Reed and Dobbs in zero. Um, yeah. And then you look at their yardage thing and they're all right. identical here. It's just like, that's another spot. And we've seen Jaden Reed, you know, get loose um, for Jayden, some big plays. Jaden Reed might be the best out of these bun- out of this bunch. As, if you want to like look at like moving average, um, Reed at least has gone over 80 yards twice in the last four games. Christian Watson has gone over 80 yards once this season. 
So I mean, Reed I know we're not playing. Think, yeah, well, let's do Reed. I feel really, I feel really good. I, I, I agree. Reed. I think Reed has a better, has the better chance of, of, of making this happen. And then, and then we're doing, not only are we correlating with love, we're also taking the two lowest numbers for the receiving yards in mm-hmm. Musgrave and Reed. And then they also have the best uh, matchup running most of their uh, routes from the slot and in line. Okay. Yeah. So the I, slot, I like, the I like slot the... is the best matchup we're looking for. That's what yeah. we're looking for in this. Okay. Yeah. So the road of his matchup radar, which I always like to look at, and it's been a pretty spot. It actually liked Reed's matchup last week uh, when he scored too, but I believe he has like the highest on the entire slate in there for the main slate. Um, so I, I was already kind of on board with that. And then just seeing the numbers here, I like it. Okay. So we like Reed on this, and we don't care about this one rushing yard. Blah blah no, blah. Introduces the variance of him going backwards. Blah blah. That's blah. a that's a trick. They're, they're trying to yeah, trick a, you. Little trap. Okay, cool. That's, Confidence that's interval tries to get us. Confidence interval. One this, dog. That damn Aaron. Jo- that damn Aaron Jones spice. That better not just be. Well, the thing that is, it brings like I don't. I will admit, I don't feel is good about this one as I did the commanders one, just cause it was all just like volume counting stats. Yeah. Whereas like the two touchdowns, like we know how painful, uh, like hoping for touchdowns can be. Oh yeah. There we go. All right. One's in the private chat. One is in the main chat for you guys. Boom. Let the record state that I did not say a lot there on that one. So it will get home. <laughs> <laughs> Does that be we'll your sure. silence? Are you are you like this? It's like when we build our. No, uh, I'm in lockstep. For I'm I'm I'm. Oh okay. It's like Gretch. Gretch always does this I'm funny thing when we're huddling for our ship cast ones and we're talking and like Pat and I were pretty into the Mark Andrews one and he's just like, he's like I'm done. I'm done like talking about this one because I just don't feel good about it. <laughs> <It's just> like, <laughs> he's like I want it on the record that I want nothing to do with this Mark Andrews. That one. that that is yeah that's the most Gretch thing I've ever heard. Uh, oh, um. Man. All right, that that let's John. You you kick us off here with your your favorite player uh, this week or who you. Well, want Ness to isn't gonna like it be, because mine was the lower on that ninety, whatever for Pollard. I just thought ninety was egregious. It's pretty egregious. It's down to eighty nine and a half. Yeah. Wow, there you go. <laughs> like this is Ness, this is where I'm living happy. right now. If we if we mush Tony Pollard in your fifty percent exposure, this is how you head your Tony Pollard battle royale exposure. This you're season. absolutely right. <laughs> this is the, I'm tailing this. this the, so I'm tailing. this is the deep dog bulls of last week, where you didn't get home, but then you came to, you know, get unstuck and have a good week by having this pick them. That's what exactly. this represents yeah. for you this week, Nez. I like it. I like it. Um, Can I? Oh, I yeah, Peter. How about how about this for a lower? What about Kenneth Walker's rushing yards is 65 and a half. Yeah. So much I mean, he had around, around Charbs too. Charbs. Go ahead. Well, I just he had 19 touches last week and still got outsnapped. Or 19 carries last week, still got outsnapped and only put up 64, 65 yards on the ground last week. Yeah, it is. It's not been good. And I'm I'm honestly just like looking at the spread. They should not be road favorites here with Matthew Stafford back. I agree. Man. I agree. 
So I kind of think that this is going to like if it if they're not covering, then I think this game's going to go over because they're going to have to chase. And I think that that's good for us in this play because we don't think they're going to be in that positive game script. And like Walker just has been incredibly inefficient. So and and uh, and Rams have been Rams have been good uh, against running backs. I like it. Hmm. We had this, to balance the, our range. Um, we, 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 this is the we know ball entry. Um, some of the other stuff that was popping on the ETR charts and stuff like that is the stuff that you like, Pete, as well. The lion stuff. Mm. Yeah. What's uh? I think it does make um, sense still to get a correlated one here. You know, a quarterback okay. with a with a pass catcher. Okay. We could do. I mean, we got I mean, this common raw free square, but we don't have to. We can use it for something else. Or I can use. I mean, if we don't want to get spicy with it, I mean, Lep- I I love higher on Laporta, forty two and a half. Okay, I think we're all in lockstep there. We all think he's tight end one this week, right? Yeah. Oof. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I like it. His his I role like that too. One. You know, like I know he's been a little spotty, but like his target share is still rock solid, and he gets used down the field a bit too um 42 and a half feels nice like it um correlates with the goth uh higher on passing yards which is only 230 something uh, uh which is good. it's 276 now i'm looking at goth yeah holy smokes we finally get was Brian it at Robinson. 230 earlier i don't know underdog or uh, I'm looking at stat category on ETR on the right side, and they have it listed at 230.5 underdog projection. I think the way you would play golf is probably through completions, right? Because he's this efficiency guy. The one the, what he's really good at is hitting those easy completions underneath to Gibbs, to uh, ARSB, to Laporta. But if we don't love this specific one, we don't we don't have to force it with with golf. We could do another QB uh, uh, stack. I, I almost like the correlation with Laporta and Fields as much as the Goff one, if that makes sense. Because I don't really love any of these price tags on this. It's kind of funny to look that his passing yards is two seventy six and a half, and his rushing is half, but yet the combo is. I don't. Yeah, I wonder how they get to that. Like, there must be yeah. something to that where, you know, they just hope that somebody ignores the the pass. That's so weird. I'll give you another one that just going back to the well that worked last week and his number is very similar. So it'd be Brock Purdy fantasy points with one of his pass catchers. Mm, okay. So it's at like 16 or uh, 17 again. I think it was like 16.75 last week. Yeah. That feels really good. And then it's just picking who we like best with him. <laughs> Um, okay, let's look at these. CMC, yeah, last week 16. he was at 23.84. The week before that, against Cincy, he was 20.3. I mean, Iuke is I, I bummed because last week we did the Iuke uh fantasy points, it was at like 10.2 mm-hmm. or something. They don't have that up right now. Yeah, the only fantasy points when we could correlate with is CMC, and that's probably the least positively correlated. I mean, he catches a ton of passes, so maybe it doesn't matter. 
but I think for us to reach 17 with Purdy, he has to complete a touchdown pass or two to, you know, these auxiliary patch catchers, not exactly CMC, right? Yeah. I mean, it is crazy though. Like even in a game last week where CMC doesn't get his touchdown, he still has 17.2 fantasy points. That's crazy. Model consistency. Uh, Debo Samuel has only played five games real quick. Sorry. And um, he's gone four or higher in all but one. In receptions? Correct. How many? I know that I know that that feels bad, right? Like a Debo reception uh, pick. Do you know what I would do? Would you just would you just eat the extra 15 to get up to rush receiving yards, just knowing how he's just capable of, I mean, what was his touchdown last week? Wasn't it was like a 25 yard end around or something? Yeah. Let me, how, how many rush attempts did he get last week? I know you lined up out in the backfield a couple of times. It's so hard to get his rushing numbers. Um, 29, 11 and 30 in his last three. So his last three is cumulative was so the Cleveland game was that the one he got hurt uh, or did he just not get involved that game? I think he did get hurt. I only see fifteen percent snap share on him. Okay, yeah, because against Jacksonville he had fifty nine scrimmage yards, and then against Dallas he had eighty five scrimmage yards, and he's doing that on like pretty low volume of receptions and targets. That's why I, I want you want that rushing out. I think with Debo. So you want to do it as a combo opposed to just taking the rushing. But then, so I do prefer that in a vacuum, but then it's like, well, then are we not really getting the correlation boost with Brock? Right, exactly. right, right. Yeah. It, it, you're getting it if you play yardage through Brock, sort of, kind of. I mean, quite. it is, the matchup is best for for Ayuk. Um, this is this is an Ayuk spot. Crane's cover boy uh, this week has a really good, good matchup here i think i'd I'd just go yards for Ayuk. yeah yeah is it too crazy to go with the spice with fantasy points wait you Not have spice it. with fantasy points no i, I have spice that. for that i oh, mean correlated with brock uh, they might not even let you do that the story we're trying to tell is is 17 fantasy points right so like i don't think touchdowns and fantasy points can be paired anyways but there you, know. you go okay I still like this though. I feel okay. like, you know, Ayuk, um, his production ended up being a little bit muted last week, had that touchdown, but then Kittle had the big play and then they had their whole let's give Christian McCaffrey touches and then, you know, CMC not being, uh, or um, the Jags not being competitive whatsoever. Right. But like Ayuk's downfield role too, like he, he can do this in like two or three catches. Yeah, I'm I'm cool if with Ayuk. If we if we don't love it, we can we can back out of the Purdy Ayuk if we have another correlation we like more. I want us to feel good about it. Yeah, it just uh, that the Ayuk number just feel it just feels like a tinge high. Let's okay. Let, let's leave it in for one second. I want to just look at the Texans because okay. I, I just want to see what we could do with a Shroud plus pass catcher here. Nico 57, Schultz 50.5. Wow. Robert Woods had a touchdown called back last week. This goes back to like the tank price. 
in drafts relative to Nico and Schultz numbers. Oh yeah. I mean, these guys are mm-hmm. completely dead even, you know, I mean, I guess re- slightly less receiving yards for Schultz, but still. Yeah. Literally dead even everywhere else. Yeah. yeah. But again, like 57 Nothing. for Nico. Yeah. It's not jumping off the page, right? Like if you, if we had clicked here and we'd saw like 52 for one of them, I would have been jumping up and down, but Ayuk 67. Okay, let me just cross-reference with the, the full detailed projections and see what the mean outcome yardage they have for Ayuk is. Oh, it's not up yet. Not till Saturday. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Um, I like it. I don't love it. How about that? Yeah. Well, look, uh, who are some... Let's let's get back to our roots here. Who, who are some of the other guys you've been clicking a ton in drafts. We already did our Aaron Jones thing. Who, what's, what are the other stacks you guys have been really liking? Uh, Arizona and fields. Mm-hmm. We didn't look at what was the commit number. That's a good one. Yeah. We yeah, didn't look call. at the Chicago at all. Man, 200.5 versus a pass funnel. I mean, I know that he loves to run. Do they not have Komet? Oh, there he is. There we go. Komet, we got four or 40.5 or double time spice. Damn. I kind of want to avoid TDs in this one. Yeah, I want to try to keep this cleaner. Keep this kosher. But I I do like the two X there. Just for reference, I did look at the, uh, the fantasy life projection for IU they have him at 64.8 so it is it is like a little it's a smidge mm-hmm. smidge mm-hmm. pricey there yeah the fields one again like that that stacking it doesn't feel as clean of a correlated stack right because there's just so many ways fields can go off and then it's like well dj bus or commit bus yeah, it, it feels like if you're going to play Fields, you play like him as a spicy and you play him as like a one-off, right? How about, th- what about this? Why don't we just mash up and, and try not to reinvent the wheel? What if we do something with like Love and Musgrave here? Yeah. We avoid the yeah. spice, give us give us a chance to still be right on that stuff. Like the 227 and the 27, as far as that correlate, or the 28 there. Yeah. I'm that, not cool that feels that. that feels way better. Feels way better. Yeah, I can breathe. Feels way better. Yeah. All cool. Right. Let's like All right, that. Let's in. do it. Confidence interval just went from a five to an eight there. Oh yeah. In let's go hurry. ahead and put put one dog bowl entry on that one. We're talking buy-ins around here. I feel like a lot oh. of, a lot of pressure after last week here. Did that just disappear on me? You no can chance. still go into your um, unless you unless you're afraid to show your your live pick them entries. I think you still can get a, a share uh, cool. feature. Yeah, I'm just going to put it in the other thing and see if it's this one or that one. <laughs> that was a terrible sentence, but did you know what I meant? Oh, I there we go. No. Okay. There we go. Perfect. Sweet. All right. Beautiful. We oh, I'll put it. it in the private chat for you guys too. I was... I was building on my screen with us there, so I'm good. There you go. Beautiful. I love it. Uh, I, I actually yeah. do love this. I, I'm I'm falling in love with this love stuff. No pun intended. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
it's gonna, you know, it'll be painful, but trust the process. Uh, <laughs> um, all right, dudes, this was a fun time as always. I know we're on a different channel than we were before, but if for some reason you guys, uh, are not subscribed to the badge bros channel, make sure, uh, you guys are subscribed. Let the people know kind of what, now that you guys are bringing some shows over here, what is like the full content schedule here? Yeah, it's going to be uh, Monday, which, which is the recap stuff, football, basically football only. And then we jump into a little Monday night football short slate stuff and then some hoops if we got some time there. Tuesday is a hodgepodge day, usually just uh, hoops only. And then Wednesday is the big definitive primer, the show that was on uh, Underdog Daily previously. That Naz forgot to upload to the, the pod feed this week. Oh, for fuck's sake, <laughs> did I really? I know because Classic. I listened to it when it's in pod form on the go and I didn't get to listen this week. Christ alive. Um, yeah. And then Thursday we'll mix in a little bit of hoops and the showdown slate. And then off and on the clock now resides here 3 PM Eastern on Fridays. Uh, most of those other shows are starting between two and five. We're going to iron down when, uh, when we square away some stuff behind closed doors, we're going to iron down more definitive schedule on where the other stuff goes live. And then don't be afraid to click that Join the membership, get that sweet little badge icon beside your name. And we're going to start doing some solos, uh, paywall stuff. So Nez has been doing some solo hoop stuff. I've been doing the, the Roto Run solo run occasionally for the Thursday night football and stuff. Remixing in some of those for just our members to make it worth people's while to keep coming back. But the, the main football stuff will be Monday, Wednesday, Friday here. And then the Tuesdays and Thursdays are hoops and a little bit of showdown stuff mixed in. Beautiful. I am a YouTube member of the channel. Looking forward to my premium content here. Whatever happened? Wasn't there a new me after dark channel or something that was existing for a bit too? There it was. was. Yeah, it's still, it's, it's still up. The, the archives are still there. They they can't they, <laughs> yeah. they can't go away. There's evergreen there. content. Yeah, uh, <laughs> exactly what it is. unhinged. <laughs> oh yeah, that's what it was. Uh, all right, appreciate all of you guys. Uh, hanging out if you uh or a youtube member over on my channel i'm gonna have kyle Dvorak on from roto world for dfs after dark on saturday that should be a blast and then i got my cram sunday morning but otherwise i'll just see you guys uh in the lobbies here over the next couple days uh gotta get get uh, all these entries in so for john for not new me for nez i'm pete this is often on the clock we'll see you guys next week bye Peace.